marriage is hard as shit. Welcome to Not the Worst Marriage Podcast. Yeah, but I would, I mean. You're a control freak just like I am. No, no. Well, yeah. But hold on, hold on. It is a little bit of a control thing, a little bit, because I, trust I you like, though. I no, no, I like to have a hand in, like I like to physically have my hands in it. I don't like the idea of me ever passing off any sort of content just, creation to somebody else. I, Here's the thing: I taught myself on YouTube, and I just think that you should also teach yourself on YouTube. Bitch, I, <laughs> I, yeah, but. So you want me to earn it? No. Yeah, you want me to no. go? No, I don't want. I don't want the like quality to suffer. But like you do a good job, and I'm just trying to support you and kind of help you out. But you do a fucking kick-ass job editing our podcast, and I know you do you do everything. I'm the talent. Yeah, um, I, I'm just here I, to look pretty. Really, that's what I'm here for. You have a face for a but podcast, babe. I, <laughs> I definitely have a face for a podcast. It's fucked up. It's not true. It's not untrue. It's not, <laughs> it's not false. I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not not true. But fuck, I appreciate. I appreciate you, motherfucker. Yep, I appreciate you, motherfucker. No, is what I. You're a really good teacher, which is why you've always dealt with the kids' homework. I'm right. not a teacher. I'm not. I cannot but teach I, other people to do. I want because I used to be tech savvy, and now I'm not tech savvy. You aged a hundred years in the last seven, and I don't understand. I became a manager at work, and then was just like you fucking went corporate downhill. You went corporate, like, started working for the man, yeah. drank the Kool Aid at work, and now, I mean, you're a little, you're a little. I'm woke just used to people working for me because just like you, my wife. I'll you need fucking to work for me. kill you. I will kill you. In Maybe your that's sleep. it. That's. You're absolutely kidding. I you know what? I, we have had that fight, though, that I don't like when you treat me like one of your employees. Hmm. I'm going to talk to my therapist There's about that. There's been a couple... You fucking should talk to your therapist about it. There have, like, been, there have been a couple of times... You should just work for me. No, you you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> a totally, few, yeah, totally. few conversations where you're like, this works with my employees. I'm going to try it on my wife. I'm not your fucking employee. Because um, your employees won't hit you in the face with a baseball bat when you're not looking. Confession time. What? There's been about ten or twelve things that I've done that have had have worked both with my employees and my wife. I will murder you. I will not admit those, but seriously, I ever like it. Fucking hey, what are we, what are we doing this podcast on? You're recording already. I see. So. I've been recording for a few minutes. So what are we talking about? First of all, you're a dick. That's what we're talking about. Um. Well. <clears throat> also, I don't know why my voice is so raspy. I just keep losing my voice. Dick. We're talking about dicks. No, the podcast is about penises, puberty, and periods. It's spooky season. Spooky season. This is our version of a Halloween episode. This is our Halloween episode. This is our Halloween episode. Because penises, puberty, and periods as a parents. Scariest shit we've ever dealt with. Oh, gosh. Well, really, it's there. Like, you have to deal with your kids' sexuality. It's fucking horrifying. It's awful. I don't like spooky stuff. Well, I like scary movies, but I don't like to be scared. I don't like right. I don't like um haunted houses and shit. And I get nightmares. <laughs> right. So how 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 have our kids scared us? I have literally had my nightmares about our kids' sexuality. 100%. All right. So I want to talk about circumcision. Let's we'll Oh, yeah. Just, let's just start at day 1. Day 1. Week, circumcision. <laughs> week 1. This week is, 1 of parenting. This is a con- controversial uh, subject because someone asked me this recently. Was that on the marriage page? Did you see um, that? I believe so. 
But some people ask us, you know, hey, would you circumcise your sons? We chose to. Mm-hmm. I'm circumcised. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm all for not circumcising as well. Well, and the, I think I, I responded to this person that we did choose to circumcise and are, you know, because we wanted them to match you. We didn't, you know, it 15 years ago, it kind of wasn't the norm right. that it is now. But we, but here's one thing I'm so proud of us is at 18 and 21 years old, we had this discussion. Are we going to circumcise our son? Oh yeah, we did. And and we really at the time, we, did, we delved into it. We we totally did, and we we made the decision to circumcise, and and this is our decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, a a person, a mentor of mine, who was uh he was I was a plumber, mm-hmm. I, coming out of high like that's what I did, this is right did for out of work. High well, I was twenty twenty years old as a yeah. Um, well, you you, know. you were working though with oh I've been this working company. for him for like two years yeah and he had served in the Vietnam War he was he was literally seventy three years old he was a taught me like the oldest part of plumbing like made me I'm a fucking good plumber now because yeah. of him and I I brought it up to him I'm sitting there digging a fucking ditch and I'm uh-huh. like hey should I circumcise my son uh-huh. and he go he looks at me straight in the face and he goes absolutely yeah. And I'm like, what? He goes, I'm not circumcised. And he told me this. Uh-huh. In the middle of a fucking job site, he tells me I'm, he's not circumcised. And well, isn't this what guys talk about? No. I never heard anybody. <laughs> I, growing up through high school or anything, I didn't know who was circumcised or who wasn't circumcised. True. And why, did we even, why did we even have reservations about it? Why weren't we 100% down immediately? Be- Do you oh, remember? Because like, when you circumcise, like you're taking like foreskin away. Like... Um, so like religious wise, like both of like we're Christians and stuff. Like oh, it's part of like the Jewish yeah. tradition, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Judeo Christian uh, traditions. Uh-huh. So we were like leaning that way, but we kind of like question it because I I'd read a couple articles that like it removes nerve endings that men who were who were circumcised later in life regretted yes. it because sex didn't feel as good yeah they had better sex before right. and so we you and i we talked about like just having a little bit of reservations about this well and then it was it was scary i didn't know literally not until we were late in our pregnancy with our first that there was a um a chance that you can have a botched circumcision Right. As a girl, I had, I mean, I was 18, I was 17. I never, I didn't know that that was a thing. It right. was so normal, you know, I'd probably had one conversation in my entire life up until that point about circumcision and it was just what it was. Right. I mean, and you, you don't have a penis, so. Yeah. Well, I, and I had seen one. I had about the same amount of conversations about circumcision <laughs> at that point and I had a penis. So. Like we both, we both had the same. Having a penis didn't really. It didn't. It didn't open up any extra information. No, so, but talking to my this mentor of mine, who I mean, he was in his seventies, and he he was like, "Dude, you need to get your son circumcised." Mm-hmm. That that like that uh, opinion was very. It, h- it held a lot of uh, weight. It to held, it. Yeah, I remember you coming home and telling me that that you were like, you know what, we're gonna do it. Yeah, and I was like, I, I I was completely at peace with it, and and we did it. Yeah. But now looking back on it, like if if I'm circumcised, 
part of me, sex wise, I'm like, I wish I wasn't. If well, sex felt that much better, like, well, this is shit, what I, I wish I wasn't. Right. This is what I told that person um, who wrote us. I was, you know, I was like, yes, we did circumcise, blah, 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 blah. These are our reasons. If we were to have another son, I don't know if we would. I, I don't know if I would. Yeah. Now, I, like, now I think I would change. I, I think I would change my mind. I think I would leave. I would leave their penis the way that it was. Right. Because in my coworker at the time, he was like, about cleanliness and he served in in the war in vietnam war yeah. and that, that was his thing was like and for, uh, and i mean guys who aren't on who, guys who are uncircumcised could write and tell me different stories but he, he i want to hear was, uncircumcised penis stories dm us right now on, on instagram <laughs> but like he 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 just mentioned how it was a burden for him yeah when he was serving in war and in other yep. areas and they, that that's why he would encourage me to have my son's circumcised yeah this prompted a and, lot more thoughts about your co-worker's penis than i expected it to but like his penis haunted me for years <laughs> and he was like 75 yeah he was about 80 pounds overweight <laughs> oh he was great he's a grouchy he had, like five teeth he was great though i loved it i wonder if he was so grouchy because he was uncircumcised oh uh, probably that Maybe. makes sense Okay, so we're talking about penises, so, puberty, and periods. <laughs> and the first on. one was circumcision. But wait, do you remember Noah's... Oh, we got to talk about our boy circumcisions real quick, because they both okay. have funny stories. Yes. So Noah... Noah's circumcision. Noah, our oldest. Right? We don't even know what to expect going in. We literally have nothing. We have... We don't, we don't know the aftercare. We don't know. All we knew is that if we didn't have it within, like, the first seven or nine days of them being born, that... We had to wait until they were like five. No, it wasn't yes. like that long. I think yes, it, was, it like, was like eighteen months or something. No, no, it was older. I, uh, I, um, I promise that is what they told us. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. <laughs> Shit, I, if we like looked it up, but I remember over thinking a decade ago, and that's kind of why we were so pressed because it had to we, happen within the first two weeks. I remember it was like the first yes. or first twenty one days. I don't fuck. Not even I, that long, but. It, it was in, okay, we'll call it two weeks, but if it wasn't within the first two weeks, it had to be, maybe it wasn't an age thing, but it was that they had to be admitted to the hospital. It was this procedure. It was no longer an outpatient sort of thing. Right. And we're like, we're not going to fucking put our three-year-old, you know, under if we change our minds. Like, we need right. to make our decision right now. So we ended up going through with it. And we, at the time, we really liked our pediatrician. We didn't like him. We didn't like him always, but yeah, we got rid of him. But. At, we got rid of him, but so we go in and they there's like a fucking cake pan with the shape of a baby in it and straps. Sort of got like Total Recall, like where you like like lay into or like I've never seen that movie, so I don't like, know what your reference is. Like Star Wars cake pan. No, I don't know. Star Wars either. Han Solo, like frozen to death. Like is that it, like the where that's he's like in the, the metal or something? Yeah, Empire Strikes Back. Like yeah, it's, mm, okay, but. Um. Yeah, there's a little strap down, and and the doctor goes, "Yeah," and we. Uh, well, I I, uh, I asked him. You're like, how many have you done? Hold on, this, mind you, this isn't like when we show up to the appointment. This, this is, is he scalpel ha in hand. This is scalpel. scalpel in hand. This is our baby. Is his legs are strapped into the cake pan, and arms. I am like no. He let baby little. He he it was terrible. It was the most awful thing. It ever. was awful. He let his hands free so that I could hold his he could hold um my fingers. Oh my gosh. And that I could hold his pacifier in his mouth. Yeah. And and like soothe him so that at least his arms weren't 
whatever. And I remember he held my fingers really, really tight. It was so fucking sad. But, you know, he's all geared up. He's, he's literally cut off. Yeah. Yeah. Was... I was scared. Well, and they gave us the option of not being in the room. They're like, some parents choose to not be in the room. And I was fuck like, no. what the fuck? That's terrible. And and this was this is what I was. Th- it was his thirteenth circumcision. Yeah, like lucky number thirteen. I'm thinking because we, you know, every I think I feel like everybody asks that. Oh, how many? Ba- you know, when you're pregnant, how many babies have you delivered? You know, how many babies have you lost? Like, you want to know their stats? Right. Like, what's your batting average here? And so, as he's about to, you know, mutilate my son's penis, I was also, you know, just making conversation because I was super uncomfortable. It's like, what, you know, what, what, what number is this for you? I'm thinking he's gonna say like five thousand. Literally, yeah. maybe yeah. maybe nine hundred, but my expectation of the person that we were trusting <laughs> to not mutilate to put our a son. scalpel next to the penis, the head of the penis of my oh, child, is going to have to give me a grandchild someday. He goes, "I've done two this week, he- so yeah, so this is number thirteen. And literally made a joke about it being lucky number thirteen. And I was all, <laughs> "Fuck this up, I'll kill you." L- literally, I looked at him. I was like, "I will." F- I remember both of us going. Hmm? This five foot seven pediatrician would beat his ass. I'm like, can you not circumcise fetal pigs to practice first? I don't know if that's a thing, but like, like yeah, how many practices do you have? Yeah, can you imagine me? Like, what if he is the number one? Would he have been like, hold up? It's my first one. We're, We're not. We got a bottle of no. champagne. We're gonna break it on the table. Yeah, no. I'm not about to celebrate your graduation of the, med school. The maiden voyage of a circumcision. Absolutely not. So yeah, that was number 13. And then Nathan... Nathan's circumcision... We were both so, fucking stressed. So we're for circumcision. We're not necessarily against it. We're for either we're one. We're for against it. I don't give a fuck. We're not either I just way. wouldn't do it again. It's not a big deal. Right. Um, me, personally, I wish I wasn't circumcised because I'm like, dude, how how much better does sex feel if you have that many that much more nerve endings? Right. I know we're going back and forth. Like, it's kind of creepy, but... Hey, like, uh, talking I mean, about babies and sexuality. Then, like, it's a part of life. It's not weird. But fuck, like, I wish I wasn't circumcised because I'm like, yeah, sexy I, I be kind even of... better? Like, it's already good. I remember the it first time. It could be time, better? Right. You're telling me it could be better? Holy shit. Yeah, I remember the first time I accidentally saw a porn with an uncircumcised penis, and I was so freaked out. I had never seen one. You saw the movie Tremors. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tremors. It's, it's like the same thing. Listen, right? it is actually the exact same thing. But I, I'll just be perfectly honest. I used to think it was kind of gross, and now I'm totally down. I kind of wish you were uncircumcised too. I told. You. I mean, I'm not like looking them up. Are you sure? What's, let me see no. your browser history. Incognito. Fuck you. <laughs> like, no, I've never looked like, it up. Like pulling, I'd be honest. It's like pulling back a present, right? It is. It's like unwrapping a gift. See. And I can't give that to you. Well, I don't I'm sorry. have. I don't have like extra I, no, labia. My, mo- my mom, my mom made the choice for me. I don't have. I didn't. labia. You get to unravel. <laughs> your favorite oh, yeah. fucking joke. John Leguizamo. Yes. Love that joke. <laughs> but so okay, so we go. We'll wrap. We'll wrap this up. Um, our <laughs> this twenty-minute conversation on circumcision. It's great. only fifteen minutes. Well, this is a ten-minute conversation. So our. Uh, youngest, we go to have circumcised, and he was a significantly bigger baby. Like Noah was seven pounds six ounces, Nathan was nine pounds two ounces. He was just bigger all around. And yeah. we go to his circumcision, and this was a different doctor. And it was funny who told us that it was like her gift. 
yeah, we we had got a reference that they were like she does the best circumcisions. Yeah, and she, they were they even kind of laughed about it. And and she had literally hundreds, if not close to a thousand, no, thousands under it, her belt of circumcisions. Yes. And because we laughed at it, because and it was the, a man who told us that. Yeah, I'm and, trying to remember who, but he laughed. He was like, he goes, it sounds weird, but I'm. She literally has a gift for this procedure. She's just one of the best. And I was all cool. That's who no, I want to go to. No her deal. And and at this time we're like, well, if Noah's circumcised, I'm circumcised, we're all gonna be circumcised. Can you imagine right now with the relationship our sons have? If, and one wasn't, if, not just one, but if Nathan were to be the one who was not circumcised. Oh fuck! Like no. Noah rakes him over the coals every Noah's day. Noah's already an older brother bully. No, I'd, exactly. I'd have to beat the shit out of him. Exactly. Way more than I do. So we go, and you know, both of us are nervous because now we've done this before, and we know how terrible it is, and the aftercare is terrible. It, I, the aftercare it does it sucks. And you didn't even deal with it as much as i did, I did. Though. no i did well no i'm just saying i i stayed home so the vaseline on it and like yeah like but it was like rap. my every waking every moment change, yeah. you got you got to don't leave. ruin his penis you, right and you, you were like your, you were like you gotta clean wife, it like this his like when he wife, poops it, you gotta do this and i was all i can't his future wife is you're gonna be like hey, you're welcome for his penis because i had to take care of it when i circumcised it <laughs> I mutilated it. I did a really good job of rehab. It's <laughs> terrible. So Our we go in. Yeah, whatever. So we go in, and you know she has her gloves on. She's ready to go. They have this little fucking contraption that like pinches the foreskin and pulls it up, which is horrible. And I'm like sweating, trying not to faint because I'm so scared for what what's about to happen. And, and then so she's she, like, "What the fuck?" Well, she stops and she goes. And she kind of laughs, like nervous. She's like, I'm so sorry. And we're all, is there a problem? And she goes, and she looks at Sterling and she's like, hey, dad, because I'm holding the baby. Like, I'm, right. you know, the baby's holding my hands or whatever. And she's already all sterile with her <clears throat> hands ready to do the procedure. She's like, hey, dad, do you mind opening the door and calling for the nurse? And both of us are all, what the fuck? We're like, uh, me too. Is I, everything, I, was, I was like, what's going on? Is everything on? okay? And she laughs and she's like, um, I don't know how to say this, but we need we need the bigger we need the bigger device. This one um is too small. <laughs> and all of us like I I was all beg pardon and Sterling like I'm starts like, clapping. I'm like, yes. You like try to chest bump her. And I was all okay, relax. That's my boy. Everyone relax. That's my boy. I was all, that's my baby. You're talking about they had to go to the warehouse and to get the extra so, large circumcision kit. Shut up. Like, sorry, we're gonna have to custom order your son's circumcision. We only kit. use this one a couple times a year. Gross. We're gonna have to bring this one in. Ow. Oh my warehouse. gosh, I was mortified. We have to grab a forklift, take and it I, off the top shelf. I was like, if you could not talk about how big my five day old baby's penis is, I was like, <laughs> I, was like yes. I am literally fighting postpartum depression every second. So <laughs> I'm feeling better about myself. I'm like, I created this. <laughs> you play Eye of the Tiger all of a sudden. I'm like, where's that coming from? What's <laughs> fantastic? <laughs> Horrible nightmares. I'm gonna have nightmares about baby circumcision now. But the, the getting the kids circumcised was terrible. It and really like was. We like, haven't talked like so. We just wrote this down as a line item for the podcast. We didn't even talk about it beforehand. And now that we have, I'm like, I'm stressed. I'm sweating right now. It was awful. It really was, but like not having a penis is this worse is, in a different is, way. This is shit you deal with as a parent, mm -hmm. 
as a parent, you have to deal with this, these kind of decisions and you have to live with them. And looking back on them, I don't know if we had make the same decision. I don't know if I would have my kid, my son circumcised. No, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I regret doing it. I don't, I don't. I just would probably not do it again. Right. And, but I'm speak for myself and I would say, I wish I wasn't circumcised. Part of me does. Right. Part of me doesn't. Because I'm okay with it. Well, and like, we've had friends who didn't circumcise their sons f- so that they would have a better sex life right. as an adult. And we ha- and, and I'm like, you're totally on board. Yeah. And if my kids need me to apologize to them later, fine. I'm absolutely not apologizing for anything regarding our son's penises. I'm not really. I mean, sorry. Here's a New York steak. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. No, you know, I'm sorry I raised you. What? A New, a New York steak. Exactly. It didn't make sense. I know. Holy shit. Get it together over there. All right. The other thing, what? so we're we're talking about penises and stuff, uh-huh. and babies. Okay. One of the things, like no one prepares you, no one prepares you. Okay, so we're no one prepares you for oh, baby bonus. I hate this. Oh, this was absolutely the worst part about being a boy mom. But being it a boy was mom, awful, like, awful, if you awful, boys, awful, awful, baby boners. Awful. Baby boners, awful. Like, what the fuck? They're terrible. No, no one told us that. No one. Where was that and what to expect? It should have had its own fucking chapter. Oh, the whole what to expect when you're expecting? Yes. It should have a, a chapter on baby bonus. And the chapter should be a hundred pages. It, no, it doesn't. It just needs to be, hey, it's going to happen. Uh, no, okay. Yeah, for the dads. There well, should be a special mom edition. Because Think you're like... Of, but okay, so here's the thing. Me, I got pregnant at 17. I had little to no experience with boners in general. My first experience with a boner got me pregnant. Thank you. My second experience with a boner was my son's in his diaper, and it was terrible. Right? And then they start to talk, and they're all, Mommy, my seatbelt is making my pee-pee hard. What's going on? And it's terrible. That is, why don't people talk about this? I don't know, because I have the, the um, sense of humor of a 12-year-old, so hearing that was literal hell i was all (laughs) idiot what i mean i don't know mommy doesn't understand mommy has a front butt i don't know what to do (laughs) abort 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 not the baby the situation (laughs) Uh, sos call (laughs) but seriously like no one talks about like this shit like if you're pregnant right now with a boy it's gonna have a boner day two maybe day three Right, and if just, you circumcise them, it's gonna make them scream. That and that was the bit. <laughs> that was the, like oh, we had to deal with that. Like, oh God, having to clean poop off of a little hard penis is li- I I don't know, like Spooktober level one thousand. Who else talks about that? <laughs> who the fuck else talks about that? That is probably no one. People are gonna call the cops on us. Oh bullshit! Because it fucking happens. <laughs> fuck you guys. It does, and it's terrible. No one. It, probably, it's it's just, like, terrible. R- Mommy date, you're like you're traumatically. You're like I just had I dealt with something I wasn't ready for, and now I have a have well, a play date. And, and I think nobody wants what? to talk about it. I I've never. Well, I mean, I'm sure I have, but it's not like a common. Like everyone talks about, like oh, their you know their poop looks weird, or oh, they have boogers in their nose, or oh, I'm worried that you know they're dehydrated because of the color of their pee. But no one is all yo, my son's dick gets hard. I think. Well, I think even calling it a dick when it comes to your son is probably cross the line for some people Let's call it sorry penis. baby boners sorry pe- I think that was so a little erection more PC. no use the right word infant erection <laughs> infant erection oh my Ugh. god that sounds even worse that sounds worse 
I'm so uncomfortable right now. It's not it's, even funny. It's just I can't I even look at this so microphone funny. in my face. I think it's so funny that my that shit happens and no one ever talks about it. And I'm like, my microphone has a red a surprise. cover. I was like, that happened. Oh, damn! My microphone has a red cover, and it is very much like the boys' penises after they were circumcised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking terrible i hate this you picked this topic all right what's next oh baby boners what else oh I, we're, we're gonna fast forward so we're because oh. we're talking about uh kids sexualities like penises yeah can we talk about a vagina please yeah we're gonna talk about periods next but we hit puberty next so throughout our I have a, hold on i have a question though i have a question back up talking about babies genitalia did having to change our daughter's diaper like a really really dirty diaper where and for girls it's i think it's a little scarier because when they poop all up their front yeah you gotta clean them off right was that weird at all be honest like ultimately weird no it's your daughter you, you do anything for her but like was that part having to you really have to get in there for yeah, me because it gets in everywhere right for me doing it for the boys it was weird i mean it's I wouldn't say weird. It's not like optimal, I guess. Like you want, you'd rather just like, hey, have a solid poop in the diaper and wipe it. Di you know, you got to wipe a one wipe Charlie. You're good. So the answer is no. You didn't think it's weird. For me, it was it was weird. I I I hated. I was too young. I I did not. No, but I had cousin like growing like I had growing up. I changed diapers like. I've changed diapers too, but from the time I was literally thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, six years old, I changed diapers like. With my cousins and like babysat, like it was nothing. There was never anything weird to me about changing diapers, except for baby boners. I never experienced baby boners. And but how many? The, but how many thing. diapers had you changed? Uh, I mean, 10? over fifty. Okay. No, no, no. Oh, plus fifty probably at the time. Between, okay. Between my cousins and stuff. That's oh, fair, sure. but even then, I mean, you change fifty diapers your first week of parenting. Oh yeah, true. Well, call it two weeks. But, so I'm saying by week three, you're all I'm out of my league. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had changed probably four diapers, maybe. Right, but but for my daughter, no, like I just wanted to make sure she was clean, you know. But but it, right, but some people do are weird about that. But remember our first um um before we had Noah, before we had our first, like we had this like class at the hospital where they teach you how to change diapers. And I don't stuff even like know that. why you got it. I don't even know why I'm you bringing gotta... up because like I was the fastest Rude. diaper changer in the room. I was like oh. boom, 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 I'm done. And you were like, what? And then I looked at yours and you put it on backwards. See, that's what I and, knew you were going to say. You know what? We don't need Because it was true, to... right? Because you put it on backwards. I was like, oh, honey. I was like, honey. I had been out of diapers for like five years. So, I, you know, I was a little over my head. I mean. I had I had never really. We're talking the fifth diaper I'd ever fucking touched. How was I? It didn't have a front and back on it. Yeah, it does. Like You, you see where the. the, the no, you see unfold. where the sides are. Yeah, you see where the sides are. It doesn't say front and back. Okay, okay, Einstein. It didn't have a plus and minus need... sign. Even a fucking battery has a plus and minus sign, so you know which direction it goes. These diapers did not. Really? Really? That is a perfect example. Plus or minus. That's where it should have been. Plus should be for the front. Minus is for the back. I thought you were like in honors English. You could fi figure out a fucking diaper. I'm not an engineer. I'm a creative. Thank you. I got creative and I made it fucking work. Oh, the diaper that I put on we, that doll. We used, uh... The diaper that I put on that doll absolutely would have held a full night worth of human waste. Thank you very much. Probably not. Welcome to my TED Talk.
diapers should have plus or minus signs like batteries. That's a great point, though. Batteries, we, batteries have directions. We, I was a fucking champ at diaper changing, though. Oh, congrats! You changed one diaper at a at a Lamaze class correctly. I'm very excited for you. You're you're such a shit talker. <laughs> you, I changed so many diapers. Okay. I never fucking. You changed more diapers before we had a baby than I had. And I. But changed... now my diaper count beats you by nine million. Okay. So does mine. Fucking just hour, get hours. just recognize a win. Just recognize a win. Shit. All right, fine. You change more diapers. Great. Yeah. If I had made money, you I would just have changed more diapers. That's totally, totally would have, and I would have done it more efficiently. Oh. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Oh God. Murder your, your face. Murder you. So on our show, we've talked a lot about therapy and what it's been able to do for us as a couple, especially Sterling individually going to therapy. And that's why we're excited to tell you about BetterHelp.com. It's online counseling that is really convenient. It is on your time. They have secure video sessions, phone sessions, chat and text with your therapist. There's over 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across the United States. And if at any point you're not happy, you can always change it. These licensed professionals are specialized in Depression, stress, anxiety, sleeping, trauma, LGBT matters, grief, anything that you're going through, anything that you share is confidential. The fact that I can call I can call them or text them, email them, that variety is, is so powerful for me. A person who's on a time crunch like like I am, I don't have to take off time work. I can schedule these calls. I look so forward to using the service. So not only is it convenient, it's also really affordable. Our Not The Worst Marriage podcast listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code NOTTHEWORST. So there's really no excuse to not get started today if you feel like that this is something that can help you. Go to betterhelp.com slash notthewurst. Simply fill out the questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash notthewurst. Okay, right. now we talk about penises and like... Ugh sexuality and just having fucking babies is is the thing that you have to deal with as they get older it gets fucking worse so much worse. it gets so worse like we had so much worse. We, we we were traumatized by what our kids put us through when babies that when right they, when they hit puberty yes and periods yes well and that's the whole thing is that people are like uh you know just oh you, you think you think that in the early years of parenting you just got to get over like a hump everything is like a oh when they sleep through the night oh when they're potty trained oh when they sleep in their own bed oh when they start going to school oh when they're big enough to you know wake up in the morning and make themselves a bowl of cereal and you realize all of that is just fake security that it's ever gonna get fucking easier those things do absolutely does not they do, but I would 100% trade waking up in the middle of the night with a kid than dealing with their like emotional outburst because they're going through puberty and they have too much testosterone and they don't know how to deal with it. Oh, I would yeah. wake up at 4.30 every fucking morning and watch the same Disney movie on repeat every day for the rest of my life rather than have to talk a teen off an emotional cliff because like their brother looked at them. Well, I, I, that is just something that... I would rather never do. Yeah. I uh, Puberty sucks. Dude. So I don't remember our, being that crazy. Our first our first kid puberty. going through puberty was 
was Noah, and mm-hmm. and it it was nuts up and down. Like just... he has always been very emotional, though. He has been. He's very much like me. It's peaks right. and valleys, and that's it. Like, we don't have any great planes of emotions. We have only peaks and valleys. Like oh, fucking holy hormones, Batman! What the fuck? Well, and but like, he but he's been like that since the day he was born. And but how did we fix that? How 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 did we solve that? Because I think that we'd have done a a pretty good job. I don't think we solved it. I don't, I don't think it's a solve because it's there's nothing. No, no, no. Wrong. This is our situation. Yeah, it's not no, I'm saying. solve. Like how how did we deal with it? We in so. We, I think, one thing that I think we've done decently well. We're not out of it yet, so I don't, I don't feel like I can say we're yeah, we've not, done not, this not well. Hanging my hat on this one, right? But so far, our approach to puberty and all the fucking emotions that you know start in like fifth grade, we really, really let our kids feel the way that they feel, and give them space to. And we don't punish them for their feelings. And we've said that to them repeatedly. Right. You're not in trouble for the way that you feel. You can feel angry. Even if it's irrational anger. You can feel angry all you want. And I believe that you're really angry. But what will get you in trouble is the way that you react to it. Right. Even from a really young age. We've really tried to drive that point home because I think we've always known that Noah was very emotional. And he would have outbursts and... I mean, he's had outbursts and then apologized since he was a toddler, really. Right. But here's one thing that I think that we've done a good job on, and that that is practicing reconciliation with our kids, uh-huh. where Noah's had those outbursts, and we he, we might punish him, time out. We might even yell and scream. We might both be screaming at each other. Mm-hmm. But then we have a conversation afterwards and go, hey, let's talk about what just happened. Right. And he comes to us and go, hey... I'm so sorry I yelled at you. I shouldn't have yelled at you like that. And then we, in turn, go, hey, it's okay. I, f- yeah. I forgive you. Next time, let's let's do this. But that took and him a lot of years to get to that point. It took him a lot of years, but but what I'm saying is um, something that I think that you've done done well is we we don't just react and fight right right back because i remember uh-huh. growing up being his age is like me and my mom just fought back and forth back and forth back and forth yeah and there's been times where we were as parents fuck it we're never fucking perfect everyone's we oh. screamed at our kids your kid your we've kid catches that attitude with you on the like, wrong day it's over like it's we've, yelled over. Ba- we've yelled back and forth but when like the serious things happen like we go to our corners like hey right he, he needs to go get his alone time and and he needs to think about what he did and or just cool or off. He's trouble. Like just he's chill. in trouble because he shouldn't have talked to you that way. And he comes back and he talks to us and we and we resolve the issue. Mm-hmm. The more that we've practiced that, uh-huh. the easier it's gotten. Yes. So the first couple the first year, it seemed like it happened all the time. It did happen all the time. Right. The second first year first year, the f- I will I will confidently say the first three years because no one I butt heads a lot more than you or historically have. Because him and I are the exact same person. And so, and I think that's why you and your mom fought so much is because you and your mom are also a lot alike. Right. I think that goes with any parent. Like you have the most turbulent relationship with the kid you are most alike. Yeah, I would agree, agree with that. Yes. And 
the first couple years of really trying to like I remember just feeling so after so long feeling very helpless and hopeless in this area it was like I'm I'm giving literally everything that I can give just to remain patient with him because I know that that's what he needs he needs my patience in this area but Noah and I fought really nasty for a couple years and it was fucking terrible like when Noah and I got in a fight because neither of us would back down because he is stubborn as all get out. Yeah, I wonder where he gets that from. Mm, both of us, so chill. Mm-hmm. You are, we're both almost equally stubborn. But those first couple years, like he would flip out and we would go and we would have that reconciliation conversation and it would fall on deaf ears. He would right. have nothing to do with it. We're talking like 10, 11, 12. Right. Mm. 13. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. <laughs> what, what I was saying in this is that each year it got better because yes. we stayed consistent. Well, we have to teach. It, it's a learned behavior. You have to learn how to control your emotions and react to them. Right. And and guess what? As adults, we also have to relearn that We shit. still don't even have it down. Because guess what? As parents, sometimes you have a bad day. And sometimes. All my days are bad. <laughs> All I have are bad days. You're married to me. That's you shouldn't have that. That Joker bad days. quote. Okay. Right. Gotcha. Whatever. But well, no, now like, like as as parents, we have bad days where you where you're just on edge and stuff. Like you have to be go easy on yourself there as well. But as the years have gone on and we've stayed consistent, now that he's. 14 going on 15 and getting older that relationship's getting better and better and better where he's more aware of his emotions because we've talked about it we've talked about it with him going hey it's okay to feel this way it's okay to like if you react this way let's talk about it why did you act that way and we do and we challenge our kids and we talk to them in those moments but we also give them space to collect their thoughts and to kind of yeah deal with themselves as well well and we've talked to a lot of couples that um i feel like for man there was probably like nine months where all i got were messages about the toddler years or the um the elementary years right like this is their behavior i don't know what to do my husband doesn't know what to do we don't agree we fight all the time it's just your house is like always in unrest. It's always, there's always a conflict. There is always a conflict. And that is like a, that's, a stressor. That's draining. It is. It's really draining. And so. And we've, we've lived through that. We, well, yeah. Well, so I'm saying like we know it is about to be 15. I would say the last seven years, solid seven years, we have gone from a very tumultuous relationship where he you know, everything that we tried to teach him emotionally fell on deaf ears. Right. To then he kind of listened and occasionally we'd get him to be like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, I I feel like, you know, one or two out of three or four, we got a positive reaction, you know, back from him. Right. When it came to this this issue. Yeah. But then, I mean, now you're talking, this is year four of this same behavior of us committing to doing this every single time and it happening weekly, basically just by year four, did it start to get better? And so many people have written me and they're like, well, we've been doing this for two weeks and it's still not any better. Two weeks. Yeah. I mean, because think about it, like you implement new behavior. uh, It's, it's kind of like you, 
almost have to see something like you're <laughs> you're like right? listen but like but these kids are going through puberty they're going through so many yes, hormone changes it takes so much time so that's why i wanted to talk about this it was like the hormone changes though they yes. really fuck things up imagine all the women and men who go through low testosterone or or, or menopause and they go through ups yeah. and downs your children who've never dealt with anything are going through hormone changes and you have to deal with them be yeah. patient and i think that they don't even know how to live. They've never lived before. They've never done it's this It's their before. first time. It's their first time. And but don't get me wrong. It's our first time as parents as well. And we, right. we Everyone is doing something for the first time. Everybody needs to give everybody a break. But it's like we've gone through, you know, the no response to some response to occasional response to a response all the time. But it didn't, you know, it wasn't without us prodding a lot and without us leading the conversation to... Now we're at a point where he will unprompted apologize. Right. And he'll come and talk to us about some things that he's dealing with. Yes. And he'll be, he'll be like, dude, I just want to talk to you. Or right. he'll be like, or he'll like now, especially with him playing football and he's so physical, like on top of, you know, being in the throes of puberty, he is physically exhausted all of the time. He has a lot of commitments, so he doesn't get a lot of downtime and when he went into football in Rainbow, the theater company that he's in, I had this conversation with him. I was like, listen, you're going to get overwhelmed. I just want you to promise me that you will tell me when you are. So it helps me understand. And then I can jump in and help you. Say, mom, I'm overwhelmed today. Be like, okay, cool. What can I do? Do you need me to do your laundry? Do you need me to find something for you for tomorrow? Like, right. do you need to not do a chore tonight? Because you just, you know, you can't do the dishes tonight. Like, I get it. That's fine. And he's been really, really good about that. Like he'll come home from football and snap. And before I can even have a reaction, he's like, I'm sorry. I didn't sleep really well last night and I'm, I'm just really hungry and I have a lot of homework and I don't get any downtime. Like he'll offer all that information. I love it. It's I wonderful. Love it. I, but it, it took eight years. <laughs> it fucking took a long time. And I love it. I'm proud of I'm, I'm so proud of us about this because yeah. I've made it because I didn't yell at him. I didn't. I mean, there's been times we've, mm. we've both yelled at him and screamed at him. Well, like him and I have like almost yeah come to blows. But like, there's we've been very purposeful in this and like oh, having the open c- communication with our kids and like really talking with them each other and not being so open where it's like it's always age appropriate. Yeah, we're always about age appropriateness. We're not. Yeah, we're not. We're not telling our twelve year olds about drug use and intravenous drug use or or fucking. Because some people, some parents are fucking weird and like expose their kids to everything, and and when they're in their early, like before they're even teens. Yeah, well, we've um, we've always done things age appropriate, and it's paid off dividends with 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 our oldest. Yeah. What were we gonna say? I was gonna say we. I don't know if we've ever said it in the podcast before, but um, we've got this question quite a few times of like, when do I talk to my kids about sex, or when do you know when do I tell them about you know where babies come from or or whatever it is and we've always said that you kind of let them guide that conversation yes based off of their questions like you know some when they're really little the question is where do babies come from you say oh well babies come from mommy's tummy and then that's kind of the end of the conversation for a little bit and they're like oh okay based off their understanding exactly so then you just you you kind of give them enough accurate information that they need and then I feel like that's what we said. And then six months later, they'd be like, wait a second. If babies come from your tummy, how do they get out? Right. Which is a really funny story because when 
uh, Sarah gave birth to Nathan. We had, we had a home birth. We had a home birth, and, and Noah was only three. Noah was three years old, and um, Sarah just had Nathan and was like holding Nathan uh, on her chest, and all cleaned up. Like all he, cleaned up, yeah, yeah, like there was nothing. So, so Noah comes up. Noah's like meeting his younger brother. Very skeptical. Very skeptical. He was like, like, who the fuck is this? Like, Where'd you come from? We didn't go to the hospital. Like, I I woke up in my house and now I have a baby brother in my mom and dad's bed bedroom. Well, he had Weird. like enough because he had already had a sister, but he was only he was only two when she was born. So he, you know, that was like right. nothing. She just appeared. So so he's he's sitting and he goes he goes. So mom, where, where did Nathan come from? And you go from my belly. Well, that was the exact question, but yeah. Oh, what what did? rephrase it oh oh okay so he comes in and he's very you know i think me and my mom he's the older he's the oldest well and like he doesn't know what to expect and he had been with my mom for what like the last 12 hours or whatever however long i'd been in labor and so he hadn't been with us and he was always with us and he knew something was going on like he was old enough to know like mommy had a baby in her tummy and that baby was going to be coming any day and that baby had a fucking bed in his room and like you know just get a little here. bit of yeah so now he's supposed to meet this baby and he comes in and i think he had wanted me for the last couple hours he'd been right. asking for me already and he comes in and we're like hey you know here's your brother and he's like the midwife is still there and he's like looking at the midwife and he's looking at the baby and he's looking at me and he's looking at dad he's looking at grandma Amazing. and he's looking at the baby and then he sees the only thing that was left out. The only thing that was, the left, only thing out. That was left out <laughs> were the scissors that had cut the umbilical cord. There's no blood right. anywhere, nothing. Yeah. And so we were like, Noah, this is your brother, Nathan. And the first thing he says was, what are the scissors for? <laughs> and we just were like, what? Like, nope, that was not the response <laughs> that we were expecting. He freaked the fuck out he, and laughed. He was like, he was all, nope. Babies come from the belly. There's scissors. Did you cut your fucking stomach open? Oh, he left. <laughs> he walked out of the room. He was so upset. He was, and I was like, all, what the fucking... I was like, I, hold on. I was like, I don't. He's like, I could have used some scissors and got the baby out earlier. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, he was super freaked out. He knew just enough for that to weird him out a lot. Oh, that was hilarious. My poor muffin. That was hilarious. Oh, my goodness. So, we had to deal with puberty with him. And we still do <laughs> dealing with that. Yeah. But having those open communications and like, it's taken years with him, I think it's paid off dividends and it's, it's still, it doesn't make parenting any easier because you still have to deal with these little attitude filled little fuckers. Yeah. Like you just gotta let them feel, you gotta let them feel. And you gotta like, one thing I feel like we've created is a safe place. Hey, you feel yeah. a certain way you blow up or whatever we offer. There's a, you can come apologize. There's reconciliation, and that's what we practice with our kids. Well, we did that by also we had to apologize when we lost our cool. Oh, there's we been would times, have to. We apologize to our kids a lot. There's times when I when I've gone up to my son and and I've gone in the room and I go, "Hey, I yelled at you. I yelled at you a little too much. It was a little too harsh, and I'm sorry." Like, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I go, "I'm asking you to forgive me." Like, yeah, and that's and I'm and I'm honest with it. There's also times where I'm going when I've gone up to his room and go, "Hey, I yelled at you. You think I'm in the wrong." But no. And, but you're and, not. But I'm not. But I'm not. You're being disciplined because you've been like insubordinate. You've Dude. done certain things. And that is a hard conversation. You have to stick stick by that. So the only time I've ever seen you really, really lose your cool. I lose my cool 
I think more than you do. Yeah. But there was probably six months ago where over the summer, I would say. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Over the summer, I would say he had three or four. I think we talked about it on an early podcast, earlier podcast or a live. Where you like got in his face? Where I took his door off his off his room. Oh yeah, I took the, his bedroom uh, door. Maybe off. we did. Yeah. Maybe we did. Yeah, but this was the only. Th- so this was probably the worst, and this was the last one. We didn't have one after this. Yeah, there were three or four instances where our son just fucking lost it. I mean, uh, uh, literally. He's a big. He's bigger than both of us. He's bigger than both of us. Yeah, and but I mean, he's like six inches taller than me. Right. <laughs> he and I'm not little. He's very big. And he just, there were a few times over the summer just with football and lack of sleep. And I mean, he lost what, 30 pounds in, in two months. He was dealing with a lot and we knew. And so we really, really tried to give him a lot of grace there and, and, you know, pick up the slack in, in ways that he needed. And he would just, you know, get to a couple points where he would lose his shit. And the very last one um what at least what i think made you lose your cool was that he got in my face he got and leaned face. over me he got in your face and, and like put sc- his finger in my face and was screaming he was screaming at you like intimidating like in- yeah. intimidating you as if like because his physical prowess yeah. prowess uh-huh. was more uh, domineering yeah very domineering i you shut that shit i shut down. that shit down quick and you got in his face with a fucking quickness it, yeah, his door got removed from his room. It, it yeah, but it was it was settled. It wasn't the door thing. It was you know, my presence was felt. You're um, <laughs> well, because him and I were still fighting, and you I had said, disappeared. Stop. Well, you had disappeared, and I was like, "Where the fuck did my backup go?" But him and I were still not going at it because I was just like, "Dude, stop! You gotta stop! You gotta stop talking right now! Just don't don't say." And, and I was, tr- I'm like, I'm trying to help you. Don't get in any more trouble. Just stop talking. And he was just, you don't ever listen to me. Like saying crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Right. You like things that don't even make sense. And so. I, I did the same thing when I was a teenager. You do the same thing now. <laughs> you still wrong, do this. Wrong episode. You still- wrong episode. <laughs> Anyways. So I'm in his room fighting with him. And then all of a sudden I hear a. Rum, rum, and I look back and you're taking his door off. And I was all, and then oh, I was he, very calm about taking his door off. You hadn't said a fucking word. You yeah. just went and grabbed the drill. Well, and because this was the third or fourth time over a couple months, it, we knew that the next time he was losing his door, right? Because he, he kept slamming his door. Yeah, not in my fucking house. You're not going to slam doors. Well, it was more than just slamming doors. It was. It was more than just slamming doors. But that's a power move to take your kid's door away. Is a fucking. Power it's a right private. Like you live in my house, homie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I'm all for my kids' privacy and stuff like that, but yeah, there's levels of punishment and yes, this that this door is, is getting removed and it, it was effective. You yeah, you can't spank a 14 year old. No, you're not gonna spank a 14 year old. But no. I'm saying that that's be, a no. that's a fucking spank. We have a, we had a spanking episode. You don't spank kids over five. five. No, yeah, that's stupid. But I'm but saying at that level, I'm if you were to take the four- door off a seven year old's room they wouldn't give a fuck they'd be like "Mm, okay but like a 14 year old that's a really big deal and so when you took the door off i was all all right i'm out i i had reached my limit i was all i'm done you can deal with it he he was at this point flooding yeah we've talked about flooding before when anybody floods the conversation's over everybody has to go to their corners 
but you took the door off and I walked out and you, <laughs> I, I, you know, that Garth Brooks song where it's like, he challenges his dad to like a fucking fight in, <laughs> in the backyard and his dad whoops his ass. <laughs> that's what this version of, that's what this was minus you actually hitting him. It was like, we the didn't emotional, get a fight. No, we didn't physically. I, I was ready for one of you to clock one another. Oh, he would. No, no, no. Was, no, but I just, happen. I don't, well, I don't know. I don't deal with the the buildup of testosterone. I don't know what that feels like. I would never. I would never place hands on my my bullshit. My child. Bullshit. You're I would wrestle me him down, but I would never. That's laying punch. hands on him. That's what um, I'm saying. Yeah, but I would never punch him. I don't think he'd ever punch him either. Never knock him out, but <clears throat> oh no. But I'm saying that that whole young. I buck, want him to know I could though. That's the thing. <laughs> that whole young buck syndrome that I didn't know was a fucking thing until oh, it, it, the last year. It's like fucking Mother Nature. I know. I didn't know that that was a real thing. I didn't know that boys in seventh and eighth grade, like that whole, like, I just want to fight someone. Especially this That's kid. the young buck. And, and, and all of a sudden, my son's bigger than me. He's taller than me. I'm like. You think he's a man. He thinks he's a man. And all of a, sudden, <laughs> and a couple of times, a he tries to wrestle me, and I fucking drop him. He's like, I'm going to get you one day. I'm like, yeah. But it is. One day. I remember you telling me, you were like, yeah, because I asked you. I was like, do all you know seventh eighth grade ninth grade boys just want to fucking fight all the time yeah they're just looking for a reason to fight oh the, I, just, I wish a motherfucker they, would they want to just push against authority and like they, they're tested it's a testing girls grounds. don't do that i what I, do y'all well, do i don't know nothing we don't do there's i literally i steal can't wine think, coolers out of your mom's fridge maybe and hang out with your friends like but like there's not we're, we're gonna a talk f- about girls periods next Oh, okay. Now yeah, let's talk about girls, because there's not a female equivalent to that, like physical um, uh, confrontation. You know, sort of establishing yourself. There, I don't, I don't think, I don't think there's a female equivalent. Do females do that with other girls? Do you guys do it like the mean girls thing? Like, oh, okay, okay, that's a good point. Girls do it with looks. Yeah, so it's like, oh, that's the I'm nature prettier, side of it. Yeah, I have. Mm-hmm. My, I don't, my, my perfect, boobs are bigger. Complexion. My boobs are bigger. I'm skinnier. My hair is nicer. Right. Like you guys do it amongst yourselves. I mean, I never did that show, but. So, periods, we had a, our daughter, like last year, you, we had to make a period cake for her. Yeah, she got her period last year. Well, and two, so why in this entire conversation our daughter hasn't come up a bunch is because she has been. The easiest, most agreeable, loveliest, salt of the earth earth child that really has ever graced this planet. She's maybe been in trouble five times in her entire life. She's 13. Right. And she's only had an attitude in the last 14 months. Right. But she's that just, makes she, me want to question her more sometimes. Oh, she's a fucking liar. She'll lie straight to your face. I know. She, she, she oh. was she was the kid. The boys. She gets that from you. Well, the boy. Yeah. yeah. she does. The boys, the boys have too many emotions to lie. Both of our boys cannot lie. Just like me. I can't they lie. Can't. I can't lie for a fucking okay, thing. Okay, I'll give you guys a fucking trophy. But <laughs> they. Bitches. You, because you guys have so many fucking emotions. Um, They, they don't, they're just, they're not. They're like, the, they have like the guilty dog syndrome. Whereas our daughter is kind of more like a cat. She'll lie straight to your fucking face. But really, she has always been more well-behaved. She's been very gentle. She, you know, there's a lot of, like, daughter jokes out there that I have never resonated with because she has always been so, you know, peaceful and agreeable. 
enter her period. <laughs> enter her period. <laughs> Your daughter is not the same person. Uh, you noticed a significant change in her as soon as she got her period, huh? Definitely. Radical. Radical change. Um, not like not too much because I like oh, at the core monumental. of her, who, who she is, like, no, her not... course changed too. I like it. We've always built self self confidence into her. Like I'm, I'm, I built her up all the time. Like you're a fucking rock star. Like, um, but there's been a couple times where she's get, gets a little pompous, a little, little like. Yeah, we've told her she's beautiful a little too much. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna need you to get like an acne breakout or something to like bring your self esteem. I'm gonna need you little, to get like a snaggle tooth just to bring you down because down a little so bit. So far, it's fucking perfect. You need to knock it and off. And she'll be like, mm, I know, right? So I'm telling you, that you're at her core, your daughter is different. But here's one thing. She loves being nice to people. No, but, she doesn't anymore. No, bullshit. <laughs> she fucking does no, not. She, you no. don't talk to her as much. Well, yeah, I do. No, you I do. do. You talk to her a lot. You're, I, you I, two I, are really close. Me and her are like the same person. So her, yeah. her and I resonate mm, so much. She's We're a opposite lot like sexes. me. She's a lot like me. She's but, more like me than she is like Velvet, your sister. No, but I feel like she's more like me than she's like you. Um, she likes mm. things that are matter of fact. She like she holds people up to certain standards. She she's a lot like me. She's an idealist. She likes like uh, things a certain way. She's also um, she's also very black and white. She's there very is black and no white. No gray area. Just like me. Um, All of the kids actually don't so, don't have a gray area. Right. So with her, like I've like spend time with her, talked with her. Like we talked through some of these, some of these things like issues with her friends or, or, or whatnot. But I always build up in her. Like you need to have your own, your own opinion about these things. Like, yeah. Independence. Well, like how hard did we fight? I mean, anybody could have talked that girl off a cliff at any point in her life. We would literally be like, Madeline, what do you want for dinner? Well, you know, I, oh, I don't no, care. Because she was a, like, we She's didn't want her to pleaser. be a, a, a a pushover or a people pleaser. Yeah, and she was for a long and time. And for a long time, like there was times, and we would we would mention things as a family. Hey, what do you want to do as a family? The boys would say something, and we would look at Madeline and go, "Hey, we want to know what you want." Yeah, what do you want to do? And we made that a priority. So we try to build those things up, and but we had to drag that out of her. We really had to. Right? I I remember thinking, and for now years, it's kind of out of control. So yeah, we, now we, she's a now, brat now, like now, I am. Now we gotta like. Yeah. I gotta beat her down a little bit. Yeah, she's a brat. She's a brat just like you. Yeah, I, she is. I, I she's a brat just like me. Well, because you, you guys are <clears throat> you look at her, I swear to God, Madeline could come home with a bag of severed heads with like the cops on her tail, and Sterling would be like, Oh, baby, I Those get are it. My it's heads, okay. I got it. You Don't go even just go wash your hands. Do time for you. I'll I'll deal with it. Bleach You're fine. The, you probably had a good reason. Got you. She can do no wrong in your eyes. None. Yeah, she's, it's pitiful. She, she's my kryptonite. Oh, here's a perfect story. Here's a perfect story about how what Madeline rules Sterling's entire life. So she was the cutest three-year-old on the planet. Cutest. I mean, she looked just like Mowgli from Jungle Book, like a little jungle child. She was born long, with a blonde, full head of hair. Long yes. blonde hair, like just at oh, three, her hair like Rapunzel, just. Yes, like if Rapunzel and Mowgli had a baby that was more Mowgli. <laughs> knotted, knotted blonde hair. <clears throat> because when she was three, her hair was half her height. She really should hair like down to her, you know, lower Did you back. say height? Height? Height. Height. Right, not height. 
height or height? You said height. Is that, how you, is that how you say height? Oh, I don't know. I've never thought about it. Huh. Huh. I'm judging you right now. I'm not gonna it's fuck. height. Mm. Okay, your height. Height, whatever. Yeah, height. It's, it's height. You're right. You said height. Hmm. Interesting. I did. I think that's actually Ugh. in my repertoire. It's fine. I have a higher vocabulary than you anyways. It's so spell it. So, oh, shut the fuck up. It's literally H and then the number eight. So I don't want to hear it. I meant vocabulary. Okay, whatever. Um, so Madeline is three and Madeline has a touch of OCD. And so a touch. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a skosh. She's got a dollop of OCD in her personality. And I was super, super sick. And Nathan. But what was what was her OCD? Well, hold on. I'm getting there. Okay. So I did bedtime a lot of the nights, especially with her, because. It went back and forth. It was 50-50. It um, it, it, I did plenty. Of, no, with her, it was plenty 50-50. No, it wasn't 50-50. We, we read 50, a story. 60-40. It was. 55. I just, I, well, and it's not anything against you. I stayed home with the kids. I was with them all the time. I I was usually always home for bedtime. They, I made sure that was no, always I know, part of bedtime. No, I know. But I'm so, saying, I'm saying the kids still always asked for me. Like, they're, you couldn't get around it. It was. I want mommy to do this. That was always a big thing. It was all ask daddy. <laughs> Mommy's busy. <laughs> and you would be like, kids, ask me. I'm available. The kids just always went to me automatically. Right. And God, I still wish they did. I had, I mean, they still, oh, please, they still do. All four of you come to me before you go to anybody else. I don't want to hear it. So I was still nursing. I think <laughs> I was still nursing Nathan and I had the f- flu or something. I was sick as fuck. And I had just nursed Nathan to sleep, given him to you. I was like, I'm sorry, dude, you're on your own. You got to put all three of these kids down for bed because I'm about to be in a coma on the couch. And Madeline was the one baby that would get out of her bed like four or five times a night. Even though as she a toddler, had, as a toddler, as a toddler, even though she had had the same, literally the same sleep schedule since she was six months old. <laughs> it was all yeah. she knew. Like, it was her, her one consistent thing. Put her to bed. Thing. Three minutes later, she gets out. She would get out. Put her back to bed. Three minutes later, she gets out. Put her back to bed. Done. Y- yeah. Yeah. And so she was really OCD about her blanket. And you had to take her entire blanket. And this is when she's in her own bed. So she's in a twin bed. And you had to f- like throw it up in the air and fluff it out. So her entire blanket was flat. And right. that's what she has for every night. And so and you couldn't skip that part of bedtime. Right. Like you had to make it flat and then pull the sheet back or the blanket back so she could get in and then like flatten it out again. And if you missed that part, she wouldn't notice right away. But like within five minutes, as soon as you sat down to like watch a show, she would appear. Right. <laughs> she would she would appear. I need my blanket flat. I need my blanket flat. This is the cutest thing ever. And so Madeline comes out and you know, Sterling goes to put her down for like the third time in a row or whatever. Yeah. He'd already put her down. I had already, already gone up there and made times. the blanket flat a couple times. I'd already made the blanket flat. No, no, you hadn't. Once. No, you I... hadn't. Because I remember going, did you make her blanket flat? Oh. And you were like, no, <laughs> she doesn't need her blanket flat. <laughs> and I was all, okay, she's going to come out every 30 seconds for the next two hours if you don't. So... She comes to the top of the stairs and she appears again and she has, you know, hair that's like just as big as she is. And she's all, Dad. And you're like, Madeline, 
Go to bed. Go to bed. And you, she goes, make my blanket flat. And you're like, you make your own blanket flat. And she goes, I can't. I got tiny hands. <laughs> I got tiny hands. And my dumb ass goes, And you go, I'm coming, baby. I'm coming, baby. Oh. And you ran upstairs. Oh I was like, wow. Way to go, Fort Knox. Oh, God. She's I impenetrable. Way to, way my to, heart <laughs> melted. My heart melted. I got tiny hands. She's, she looks at him, too. She holds him. I got tiny hands. She was so. She was like, I physically cannot, Dad. My heart melted instantly. Pitiful. And I was, Absolutely I was pitiful. Done. She still does it to me. I know. It's. I know. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to prison one day because of her. Unbelievable. I'm the stronger disciplinarian in this house. I don't know about all that, but no, no, because you, no, you let the kids off the off the hook all the time. No, I don't let them. I don't let them off the hook all the time. But I'm just a well. I so say that never mind. anyway, so that was our funny story about Madeline. But her period, we made a period cake for her last year. Uh huh. Named it Olivia, which I think was hilarious. And you didn't like it. Why? So her period anniversary is October thirteenth. It just passed. That's so. Funny. I know because it popped up on Facebook. Oh, I didn't know that. It well because uh, I had posted pictures we, of it. Because when did you have your period? How how old were you? I was. I feel like my sister was like right 11, before I think. twelve. Uh huh. I think my, my my sister was like eleven. Yeah, I mean, like, it was like maybe a week before my twelfth birthday. I got oh, my okay, period. so around the same time Madeline did then. Because I was um, like, I, I was expecting Madeline to have it like. Oh yeah, because she just turned thirteen. She just turned twelve when she had it. Yeah, she had just turned so, twelve. She was the last of her friends. And we had just listened to that Bert. I had just had the kids watch the Bert Kersher period cake story. Just the story, not the whole stand up. Don't judge no. us. No, 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 no. It was it wasn't a stand up. It was um uh he was uh, on like interview, Jimmy Fallon interview. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was perfectly clean. Yeah. And she's like. I want a period cake. Oh, yeah. So we got a period cake. And because and she had her period in October, she named her period Olivia, which is my fucking middle name. Your born middle name, not your middle name anymore. Well, right. Because you're Mexican and you guys put your last name. And well, if I were up. truly Mexican, I would have like, <laughs> I'd be like Sarah, Sarah Olivia Bravo Ramos Buckley. <laughs> Sarah didn't want Olivia as her middle name because her initials would have been Sarah Sarah Olivia Buckley, which would have been. SOB. I was not having SOB as my fucking I think initials. That'd have been great. I mean, I can still change it. You should. I just like. I mean, with I your like social security the card too. Oh god, that's. I was waiting for that. Just, just, just one. <laughs> but yeah, we had a period cake, and Madeline made me take pictures. It was so funny. It was awesome. I well, loved it. no, no, she re- she specifically requested a red velvet, a cake. a red velvet cake with white frosting with. No, well, just a red velvet cake. So you picked one up, and then I, <laughs> I wrote on it with strawberry jam. <laughs> I so, put I put strawberry jelly in a like Ziploc baggie and like cut the corner off and wrote, uh, Olivia something. I don't remember. I don't know, but we're gonna post it. Post that. Re- repost that picture. Yeah, I gotta with find this, it. Uh, podcast. Oh man, and then oh, and she made you cut it and laughed yeah, the she, whole time. She made me cut it, and she's just laughed the whole time. Big uterus energy, and it, I love it. I love. I do. I like. I like seeing her very confident now. She's so confident, and I love the fact that like at least I think she her is. Her and I can talk about these things, but as as much headway we've made with our oldest kid, like going through these things, 
we're also trying to make headway with our other kids who are younger moving in different ways. Literally, they're and all it, different. They're not they're similar all different. at all. They're, so the way they're we, not similar at all. They're not. So the way we have to attack Madeline and deal with like those type of things is a different strategy. And same with Nathan, who's 11 and now moving into those things. So like <sighs> parents who are going through like, so penises, so puberty, and periods, that fucking shit is, it is tiring because you have multiple kids it's not all the same. It's not a cookie cutter th- situation. No, they're all different. They're all different. You have to allow them to be different. Give them their safe places. Allow them to be who they are. Let them think for themselves. We get to challenge love, them. Love them the way they they feel loved. It's yes, exhausting. It's so exhausting. One of the things I think that we've done well, and I would recommend other people was, is just talk with your children. Like talk with your kids. We have had deep conversations with our kids. Let them stay at past their bed- bedtimes. Ask questions. Um, yeah, challenge them too when they, when they when they're so staunch in their thing and they're wrong. Well, we go, prod our kids. You're fucking wrong. Yeah, and also we do prod our kids. Hey, how are you feeling? What what about this? Yeah, and what are you thinking about? What do you think about this? A, Did that hurt your feelings? Did that make you feel bad? Did this? You know, sometimes, sometimes it's not about the answers you have; it's about the questions you ask. Sometimes they're not. Just let them talk. Just ask them. Yeah, it's not. It's not about your answers. It's about your questions. No, don't ask turn your, everything into a fucking lesson either. No. Just ask the questions because guess what? You might not have the answer today, but you might have the answer in three weeks from now. You might see something, but ask your kid the questions because there's been times where I've, I've told my kids, I don't know. Let's, let's figure it out. Yeah. Or you may go, yeah, that sucks. I don't, I don't even have, I don't have a lesson to teach you. I don't have a, like that person did that and it hurt your feelings. It should have. That hurts. But that's just what it is. But just like a marriage, you have to have that communication back and forth. Well, and I hope, I think it helps you. Those questions help you understand the person that your kid is. Right. Like we're and dealing with it now with, with, you know, our, one of our kids is it, it, and it has to do with his friendships and we're having to prod and we're having to ask and we're having to like, does that, are you shy? Do you not want to do this? Do you not want to do that? Or <clears throat> something happened at school recently with another kid and we were like, that was super messed up. Like, why didn't you say anything? You should have said something. You don't have to take right. that. Stand up for yourself. Even though it was something minor, like right. if it hurt your feelings, it sh- it should have. That that was something mean. You don't have to get over it. You don't have to just suck it up. Yeah, we, we need to empower our kids. Well, we got to it's to fucking worry about their. Well, it's like you have to worry about their sexuality and their mental health. Mental oh. health during puberty oh. is yeah. I mean that also should be an entire dealing with like your book. puberty, sexuality, all everything as you go get up like mental health. That is nothing. Puberty brings on different hormones, depression, things like that. Yeah, you have kids yep. as young as eight years old committing suicide. Oh God, I can't even you talk have, about it. it that, you got to talk to your kids. Like we've had, we've dealt with our some of our kids like being very, very down and having to talk to them, being and, very depressed, and mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, come talk." Like. But as a parents, you have to be willing, at least I think so, like for us, and we've made it a, a priority, is that we make it a point to talk to our kids where they're at right then and there. Like if yeah. it's, if it is a, like one time we got, we got a, we got a notification on our way home and we'll go, oh, we need to deal with this. Right. We're going to deal with it. We're not putting it off. We're not making it a comfortable moment. It is something we have to deal with. And what? mental health with 
going through puberty, it's not always like a mental illness. It's not always that. No. It's, you're dealing with emotional ups and downs. And you as a parent who's an adult, you need to help your child navigate yeah. those emotions. You have to yep. teach them how to navigate. You have to create the map for them. Show them what healthy, right? You're healthy feel, resolution. You're, you're feeling envy and jealousness and sad Je- sadness and all this shit all at one Je- time. Jealousness, jealousy. Jeal- Sorry. Jealousness. Oh, okay, my bad. You're gonna you're gonna hold me to the fire right, for height. Let's keep moving. So as <laughs> as parents, you're gonna have to like deal with your kids' own insecurities, and you have to talk to them and guide them through those things. Jealousness. Yeah. Jealousness. No, it's not I, a fucking word. No, I, I said jealousness. It's jealousy. You said jealousness. Didn't even skip a beat. You, I, you, I said it with authority. Too. You did. You. You I were said confident. it like it should be a new word. You said it with. Yeah, that's absolute confidence and authority, and I'm a little embarrassed right now. Yeah, you should. I might actually. You should just not listen to anything I said for this entire podcast because of that. Oh, I mean, I have. I'm been. wrong. I'm wrong in every <laughs> every area. Yep. That one. That negates everything I said. That was an autocorrect. That was a verbal that was autocorrect. It was pretty bad. Uh huh. I'm glad you went back to it because I yeah. really needed to unpack that. Anyway. Fuck. Your kids' insecurities, you to, though. <laughs> you need to you, pursue your kids emotionally. Yes, you do. But you have to know what emotions it's, they're having to do that. But it's your job, not your kid's job, to pursue you emotionally. It it's is not your, your kid's job. job to pursue you emotionally. It's your your job kids don't give a fuck about your emotions. No, it's your job as a parent to pursue your kids emotionally and find them where they're at, meet them where they're at, and figure it out because each kid's different and there's not a book on it. The person who knows their kid the best is you and your spouse. Mm, kind of. No, I know what you're But there's not a fucking book on Like, not every book's going to write. There's not. It's what you know. Well, and this is and, why this the everything that we just said right now is why it irritates the fuck out of me. That there was one on one of our posts, someone chimed in who was a childhood, they were a parenting expert, and they didn't have kids. Well, sometimes it takes someone with an outside perspective to objectively look. Yeah. Mm, No, I I just flat out disagree. I flat out disagree. No, I regularly take my car into a non-mechanic for their (laughs) point of view on what I should do to fix my fucking car. I absolutely ask for um, recommendations when visiting Paris, France to someone who's never been to Paris. Fuck. I'm so (laughs) mad you brought that up right now. (laughs) We're ending this podcast on a terrible note because... Oh my God! Well, parents because who... I'm not a parent, it helps me understand children more. Because I was a child, no. and I, ha- I was a child, and I had parents. I so that makes me an expert on parents <laughs> because I had parents. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> fuck you for bringing this up. I'm I'm done. <laughs> oh my gosh, this makes me so mad. I was I was okay. I was okay. Why did you have to, Why did you have to bring that like, up? Like I swear to God, I'm gonna let someone who doesn't know Spanish teach me Spanish. <laughs> it doesn't like the the logic. The logic of the logic of someone not having kids being a parenting quote unquote expert, like a qualified you know education credential level therapist, whatever of parenting. Their logic doesn't make sense when it comes to any other genre ever, ever. Like, I'm a social media expert. I don't have any accounts. I've never helped anyone with an account. I've never actually been in my own account. I've just read things. 
that other people who have had accounts. I'm a virgin sex ex- expert. I, <laughs> I'm a sex therapist who's a virgin. I'm a blind astronomer. <laughs> a blind astronomer? <laughs> yeah, because they can see the fucking stars. Yeah, I'm just, I, actually, I would trust a blind astronomer. Yeah, so would I. Over a, a childless parenting expert. Oh, just like I would. Oh, God. I know, so, dude. I know. So, it doesn't, like, throw like their Like a quadriplegic logic. fucking backhoe operator. Like, <laughs> what, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, There's no, if you hold their logic to any other, any other um, field, it doesn't hold up. I'm, it's why just did you, ridiculous. Why did you bring this up? Why'd you bring this up? Um, it makes me know. mad. It makes, oh. Here's the we thing. have a hard enough time from parents, like when parenting I... your own children, <laughs> to have someone who doesn't have any fucking kids give their advice on how you should parent your fucking kids. Like outside I... of people who are fucking nuts who put their kids in cages. I want to get my like, I want to get my pilot's license, and I'm totally gonna spend that ten thousand dollars, and I'm gonna log six hundred hours with someone who's never fucking flown a plane. <laughs> no, I'm gonna do that too. I'm gonna get my pilot's license, log six hundred hours of. How to fly a plane, and then write a book about how to pilot a submarine with no captain. fucking experience. Captain a submarine. A captain a submarine on oh how it gosh. should be done. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I am going to write a book on how to referee a cruise ship. <laughs> you made me mad. You. This was terrible. Why did you oh, you're so flustered. You're I, so flustered. I'm, fuck. You made me. Fuck. If you think. You should have started the episode this way. I should have. Well, no. I mean, now you're, you can't even, you're talking about. Oh my God. Fucking parents who. You're talking about the pilots of a submarine. I can't fix what's going on over there. It doesn't make any sense. Whatever. I'm mad. <laughs> okay, that's I'm it. Mad. Okay, we're done. done. <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about next week. We really got to figure out our fucking episodes. This Whatever. is a good Tune one Tune in, rate us, five star. No, don't. I add the end cap. Don't say that now. That's already recorded. I still want them to come review. Well, us. yeah. I mean, like review us and but follow don't, us on don't Facebook, Instagram, episode. Twitter. It's fucking ended bad. <laughs> bad. Don't don't review this episode. Don't do it. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave us a five star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Not the Worst Marriage. You can also support the show at um, on Patreon, Not the Worst Marriage. And um, I don't know, I think, that's, I think that's all I have to say at the end. Anything else you want to add since you're over there taking notes? Sterling's looking at me. Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs>